Hello and welcome to another episode of a Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring what the world has to offer. We're the Thomas Brothers and I'm Jared. I'm Ethan. And today we're going to talk about humility. This is a really interesting topic and uh, I think we can both use a little taste of humility in our life. Um, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think we all can. I think at all times. Voluntary humility. Yeah, seriously. Not. Forced humility. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to us. We're going to share some personal experiences, some stories that we liked, and then We're all going to learn together how we can become more humble. Let's do it. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done. Okay. So, um, humility is a, it's an interesting topic, let's say. And I, I was talking with um, my wife about uh, this podcast that we we're going to be uh, recording, and, and I asked her, you know, what's the definition of humility? Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, well, it's the, the absence of pride. I said, well, that's not really a definition because then what's pride oh well it's the absence of humility and it's just kind of like the same so, so at some point you have to set a specific definition to what one or the other of those are um but in talking about humility you know i just went to google and typed in humility and, and this is the definition that that it that it put out for me um that well i'll just go ahead and read it so it says humility is the quality of being humble uh dictionary definitions um, accentuate humility as low self-regard or sense of unworthiness. And that's like the dictionary definition of humility. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I quite liked that. It's no, I a, didn't like those either. Yeah. Like, like, I dropped a piece of paper here. So one of the things I, I also found when I said the dictionary version was a modest or low view of one's own importance. Yeah, I was like, and that, I didn't like that because it sounded like a weakness. Yeah, or or or, or like self esteem issues. It's not yeah. like like oh, I'm I'm you know I have a low view of my importance. Yeah, like I I'm, like, I'm I I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it just didn't sit right with me. You you still need to, you can be humble and confident at the same time. I feel like yeah. So so I kind of wrote my own definition of what maybe I thought humility was. Obviously, there's lots of different facets to it, and then and maybe you can share. Um, what what your the rest of yours was but i said humility to me is understanding your own personal worth and value but at the same time helping others understand and grow their own personal worth and value and so it's kind of you know i understand who i am i understand um you know maybe what my 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 purpose and value is uh, or my personal worth but at the same point, I want other people to feel that same, you know, confidence of, of self-worth and personal value. And so I'm always lifting other people up. Yeah. That's kind of what humility was to me is that, you know, you get to a point and then you help other people get to a certain point or other people help you get to a certain point of, of uh, you know, personal feeling of personal worth and, and value. Yeah. I, I think that that concept of humility being acknowledging the worth of other people. I think that is important. And that's something that I've run across in my research of this topic is 
acknowledging that when one of the things I wanted to share and for those who can see on YouTube I have a piece of paper here and this is uh, one of the things one of my goals this year uh, was to do a topic every month uh, an attribute uh, really in our home it's we're talking about attributes of Christ because uh, that's who we want to be like and so this month is humility and what we do is we I met with the, the, my boys and I only have boys, so uh, met with them and said, okay, this month we're learning about humility. What is humility? And really, kind of the, the kid-friendly definition that I settled on was kind of not thinking that you're better than anybody else. Some of the other definitions I liked was, um, and I liked more of like the religious um, definition of that, because I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it speaks in terms of more of like a strength than like uh, a modest or low view of your own importance. Because... Uh, that piece is leaving out leaning on the Lord. Uh, I like this one that says freedom from pride or arrogance. Uh, another one, uh, this one was more religious, but it's desire to submit to the Lord, the desire to seek the Lord's will and glory, uh, desire to remo- remove pride. And so that willingness and disposition to lean on the Lord and trust in the Lord with all thine heart is really what I think humility is uh, and not having the pride and arrogance and some of the stories that I have today kind of reflect that. So, uh, that was my definition. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think, um, I'm going to get into it, uh, a little bit later, but one of my, um, one of my personal stories is in, in becoming more humble and how one becomes more humble is, is serving others. Yes. Definitely. Um, and, uh, I've got a couple of, couple examples of that. I'll start out with, um, just, a an easy personal story. Um, when I was, um, let's see, probably about halfway through college, right before I got married, um, I went to do door to door summer sales. And so I was doing, I was doing that and we were in, couple different places, but the last place we were in was in Southern Texas. We were like a mile from the, from the Mexican border. It was kind of the middle of the desert. And our job was we were, um, uh, going door to door and, and selling, um, home automation whenever it kind of just was coming out and, and security systems. So, you know, some days were really good and other days were, brutal right so i remember this one specific and, and hot i'm sure yeah i remember this one specific day it was like 105 110 degrees outside and it was just blistering this was like in the the late july early august and it was the middle of the desert really and there wasn't any tree cover and and how it worked was basically you you got dropped off in in your what we called your area you have a designated area a neighborhood or a couple blocks that you worked that specific day and you got dropped off at 11 o'clock and then they came and they picked you up at 11 o'clock a.m. and they came and they picked you up at nine o'clock p.m. What? Yeah. So you had to pack your own lunch and stuff? Yeah, you had to pack your own lunch or or basically we would just eat before we left. We'd eat like a big lunch at like 11 o'clock and then we'd go right to our areas. Dang. And I remember this one day it was so hot and I mean, I was just dripping sweat and there was no cover from shade or there's no cover from the sun or shade. And I, it was just, it was a rough day. You got tons of rejection. You get used to rejection whenever you're in that, that, uh, industry, but it just 
wasn't getting into anybody's homes and talking to them and, and, and wasn't making any sales. It was just, it was brutal. Um, and I remember I, w- I was standing there and I was like, man, this sucks. And I just kind of sat down on the curb and, you know, I, I just kind of, I was just kind of pep talking myself. I was like, you know, well, some days are like this, but yesterday was a good day and tomorrow will be better, you know? And, yeah. um, I, uh, I sat down on the curb and was just sitting there and I probably sat there for like, I don't know, five minutes. And out of nowhere, um, this lady kind of came walking across the street and she was walking towards me. And I was thinking, oh man, you know, a she's, potential customer. No, well, <laughs> well, no, I was thinking, you know, I had the cops called on us all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, this person, people don't like door to door salesmen. And, and I understand why now that I have a home and, yeah. and get them all the time. Um, but I was like, oh, she's going to, tell me to get out of here and she's going to call the cops. And so I was kind of prepping for that. Uh, but she comes over and she had a little, uh, baggie and she said, you look like you're really tired. (laughs) And, um, that's the understatement of the century. Yeah. And she, she goes, she goes, I was watching you from the window and, um, you know, I, I, uh, just wanted to, to, to let you know that, you know, people care. Right. And she gave me like, uh, a, a cold can of soda or Sprite or something and a cold bottle of water and like a snack of like some pretzels and stuff. And, um, you know, we sat there, we just, we talked for a second. Um, and, and, and then, and I said, well, can I, can I pay you for this or whatever? And she's like, no, it's like, I, I don't expect payment for acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she, you know, she went back in her house and, it was, that was probably the most refreshing bottle of water I've ever drank in my entire life. But humility, how does this relate to humility, right? I think simple acts of kindness like that just continue to prove that, you know, people are good. Um, You know, this was mm, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think people are still good. Yeah. Yeah. I think people people are are still good. But it was something that, that for me, somebody, you know, humbled themselves enough to be able to come out and do something nice for somebody and somebody that had no idea who they were, just some random guy. Um, and that stuck with me and, and, and I have had the opportunity to do similar things like that for people that, that I have seen. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think little acts of kindness like that, uh, can, can really, um, it it humbled me Mm -hmm. as a person to say, Oh, you know, people are, are, are nice. Yeah. I think with that situation, it, it helps you see others in the situation. Uh, kind of a, a small, you just reminded me uh, of a similar story that uh, when I had my, after I had my first child, I mean, you put your kid in the car seat, I mean, you're in the hospital and you're like, don't break the baby, you know? Been and there. Then, and then you're like, put it softly in the car seat and then you go get in your car and you're like, I have to drive on the road with this baby, and like I don't, I don't know if most guys are, but I was pretty nervous to go out on the road with this baby that we had just gone through hell basically to get to Earth, uh, and you know I was driving pretty freaking slow on the way home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sure that maybe someone behind me is pissed off that I'm driving slow, and that always stuck with me. I'm like, as I'm driving, I'm like, I don't know the situation of the person in front of me. I don't know why they're driving the way they're driving. I don't know why they're slow. Maybe they. Got, just got in a fight with their spouse. Maybe they're having major issues with their kids. Maybe they're ha- maybe their parents have died. Maybe, you know, a- a lots of different situations. Maybe the guy lost his job today. Maybe they just had a brand new baby and a guy's driving slow because he wants to be safe. 
And so like that experience kind of gave me empathy uh, towards other people that might be in the same situation. And it, and it kind of humbled me in that my own importance didn't supersede their importance. And I think that's what humility is, is like you realize that other people's worth and you recognize their situations and your importance doesn't supersede theirs. Yeah, I think our experiences help us to um, understand, at least to a certain extent, maybe other other people's experiences. Yeah, um, you know, not that we're comparing experiences because everybody's yeah everybody's different. Everybody's experiences are different, but I like that. Yeah, one one of the stories I had thought of that isn't quite along the lines of what you were talking about. It's a little bit different. Uh, I think that humility is also can also be the key to learning things. Uh, because if you have pride and arrogance, which is what we've talked about is the opposite of humility, you're not going to be receptive enough to learn anything, uh, especially from, well, from anybody, really. Uh, the other day, <clears throat> I went to the the range, uh, the gun range, the pistol range, actually, and uh, I, I joined this new club, and it's like this big deal where the club is like, this private club and it's like a hundred acres of shooting and they have all this set up and you have to like qualify to be able to shoot there. And so I'm like a conditional member and, and they assigned me a mentor uh, to kind of watch me and make sure I'm not like some kind of lunatic. And then once after like six months of this trial period, maybe I can become a full member. And so anyway, I'm in there and I, I connected with my mentor and I went in there and I've been shooting for a while, but you know, I'm not an expert by any means, and but I think I know my way around a pistol, and uh, enough not to hurt myself or anybody else, you know, uh, at least intentionally. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I went, and uh, he was like, "Hey, well, he, he was like, show me your stance," and I showed him my stance, and it was like the most, and he's like, "Okay, first of all, your feet are off." And he's like, I had my, I had a wide foot stance. Like I was like a linebacker, like a cornerback straight, ready to run, you know? And he's like, he's like, your stance is off. He's like, if you have to move forward, maybe you'll do good. But if you have to move backwards at all, you're going to fall over. And he's like, second, I had my head cocked to the side. Like I was looking through a scope and a rifle. He's like, first of all, don't cock your head like that. Hold your head straight up and then move the gun to your eye. I was like, okay. He's like, second of all, your hands are wrong. I had my hand like like I have my hand like a cup and saucer, like my one palm was like under holding in like the clip. And then he's like, that's the wrong way to do it. And he's like, you're not gripping the gun right. And then when I was pulling the trigger, I was like jerking the, the, the end of the barrel down. And so all my shots were down. And so like he was just teaching me all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't know anything about <laughs> how to really shoot a pistol correctly. Uh, I've, you know, the movies don't teach you anything. And, you know, my dad taught me how to shoot a pistol, but he wasn't like the perfect marksman either or anything or like that. Firearms instructor. Firearms instructor. But this guy taught me a lot of good tips. And I was just like soaking it up. I was just like, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And then like one time I kept I kept shooting it. I kept jerking the trigger a little bit. When I, when I would pull the trigger, I would pull the, the end of the barrel down a little bit. And he's like, you're, you're anticipating the shot. And so what he did is he just like, uh, he actually had me hold the gun. He's like, you aim the gun and I'll pull the trigger. And then he like he's like this is like the movie Ghost, you know, <laughs> where Patrick Swayze is behind her, like doing the the clay, the pottery, yeah. yeah and so uh, I just did it. And I held, I aimed it, and he pulled the trigger because he said that when I was going to shoot, I would anticipate that, 
and I would uh, try dip. to compensate the recoil going up by you pushing down. Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. And and so and he pulled the trigger, and it was just boom, almost dead on where I was trying to shoot. Uh, except for I will say that my sights were a little bit off, so I need to adjust those. But uh, still, it was just really amazing being able to to learn from him. And I think that me being able to set aside any pride that I had over like, hey, man, I know how to shoot. Don't, uh, this is the way I've always been shooting, you know. If I was to act like, that, would, that wouldn't serve me at all. I would still be, I, I, would be, I would be a crappy shooter still. So like setting aside that really allowed me to learn and soak up everything that he was teaching me because it was good. All of it was good. And uh, there's something you can learn from everybody, no matter even, even if it's someone that you think is an underling or like a, uh, a junior employee, you know, there's always something you can learn. Just always listen. I like that. That humility kind of prepares us for, for learning experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause if you're just completely closed off or if you're, Oh, I, I'm an expert or I, or I know what I'm doing and, and then you don't open up, then there's no, there's not really any room for improvement if you already think you're the best. Yep. Um, I like that. So another story kind of that I had, um, is, is taking another facet of of humility, and maybe this is more talking about the the pride portion of that. Um, but a personal story for me is um, you know, we, we we talked about this in the um, overcoming failures episode, um, and uh, basically for me. After my experience of not getting into dental school, I was really angry. I was just, I was angry, I was hurt, I was embarrassed, um, and I was angry because I thought that I mm-hmm. deserved more. Yeah. You know, I thought that I, I worked hard, I put in the hours, I paid the money to, to go back to school, and I, you know, I, I put in all this effort, and then I felt like it wasn't being rewarded. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that's entitlement or pride or arrogance, um, whatever it may be, I I was just angry because I felt that other people had done the same thing or less and they were successful and I was not. And, um, you know, at that time, and this was years ago, but they, I was just angry and and Caitlin will, she'll attest to it too, that I was kind of miserable to be around because I was just, I was bitter with the world and anytime I saw anybody that had any ounce of success, it was always like, oh, well, they don't deserve that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, what did they do that I haven't done? And um, I was short with the kids and I was short with her and I was just quick to um, get angry and and um, it, it just wasn't a good, it wasn't a good situation. Uh, I was being prideful. Um, then one day, uh, and I, I remember the day we were... Um, I had someone who um, I really respected one time come up to me and ask me just directly, Ethan, are you okay? And I I took that opportunity to open up a little bit, and um, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't okay. Um, and this really opened the door for me to start the healing process. Um, you know, I started researching humility and, 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 and that, that person who I respected said, you're, you're being prideful. Uh, you know, and I said, well, how am I being prideful? I'm, I'm broke and I'm, you know, whatever this and in that I'm a failure. And, 
And, uh, and he, he's, you know, I said, well, I'm not this rich to do person that is just being prideful because I drive my Mercedes and you drive a, you know, a yeah. 98 Honda Civic or I whatever. I think that's a mis- misnomer about pride. Is 100%. Yeah. And, and he said, you're being prideful. And I was like, well, how so? And we talked a lot about it and I researched pride and everything. Um, and, and, and I prayed to help understand it, but pride isn't always from the top down. It can yep. be from the bottom up. Um, pride is the opposite of humility, yep. and I was not being humble. I did not want other people to succeed because I felt like I hadn't succeeded, mm-hmm. which, which you know, in looking back at it, was a farce because I had, you know, a, 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 a an amazing family, you know, yep. healthy kids and, and, and uh, you know, family to support me and everything that I was doing. So... Um, pride can blind you. Yeah. So, so what you have, so that helped me, um, to, um, kind of t- turn the tides to, to, uh, being more humble. Um, the, the, I, but I would say probably the one thing, and this is going back to what I mentioned at the beginning yeah. that really opened the door and switched my mentality was I was given the opportunity to serve and mm-hmm. to serve a lot. Um, and in that service, um, it was, a, you know, a, a calling at, at our church um, that was a, an opportunity to, that had lots of responsibility that came along with it. Um, and obviously, we, you know, in our church, we don't have any paid ministry. So it was, it was all service oriented. Yeah. Um, and in that service, I kind of found myself, right? Yeah. I, I, uh, it's hard to be prideful whenever you're you're serving someone and helping others. Not only helping people that that you might feel don't need the help, but everyone. You know, I I had the opportunity of serving people that were millionaires, and I had opportunity of serving people that were you know could barely you know or couldn't afford to 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 heat the home and in, in, or the trailer in the winter. Yeah. And so that that to me was a huge lesson, probably my biggest lesson in life on humility and pride. And, and sometimes I have to check myself. Um, sometimes I, I, I find myself doing that again, and, and, I, and I have to say, well, you know, I don't want to diminish other people's successes to make either myself look better or them look worse. Yeah. Um, which was just uh, that's an interesting story. That, yeah, that, that's very interesting. It was very impactful to me. And I think like entitlement and pride are are hand in hand. Those yeah. like they're married, you know. Because if you are entitled, you say, "Well, I deserve this," because like you said, I've worked this hard and I deserve this. And like, well, really, you don't deserve anything. And like, I, I mean, well, there's I mean, there's a few like I think alien inalienable rights that you deserve, but like, yeah, I understand where you're going. Uh, that, but though. like you don't, des- you're not entitled to anything is really, is, is really what I, you know, I'm getting at. And, and uh, yeah, I think that's so good. And also just being aware of that and, and be you like being cognizant of that. So if that, if those feelings do creep up in your, in your gut, sometimes you're like, no, this is, I know what this is and I know how to alleviate this. And I know that this is like a poison that just comes from within. Yeah, it helped. It helped me. It helped teach me how to identify that in my life. And I am not perfect whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have tons and tons of growing still to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully, I can take that that lesson. And you know, you talked about teaching teaching your boys and the, the your kids. Yeah. What these things mean? You know, we were sitting around the dinner dinner table tonight, and. Uh, we were having conversations with our boys about, you know, what, 
uh, you know, what, why do we need to be nice to other people? Yeah. And that doesn't mean we need to let other people walk all over us. And that is one thing I want to say about humility. Humility isn't, and this goes back to what you're saying about being, you know, a lot of times humility is kind of goes along with weakness. Mm-hmm. Or people perceive it as a weakness. Yeah, perceive, people perceive it as that. But I don't think that, um, yeah, I, I 100% do not feel that it's a weakness. No, I don't either. But um, it, it is not an excuse to let people walk all over you. You know, yeah. someone might be saying, in, in, in life, that jerk or that arrogant guy or whatever, you know, we've all worked with them before. Sometimes it seems like they they always you know get the promotion or they always get whatever and they always but people know that guy people know that guy is the jerk or people know that guy yeah. is is the arrogant one who is just not kind and not humble and not whatever and um yeah the, the cream rises to the top I told yeah yeah one of the things that I was researching is like the di- uh, at one point I was like well like I don't want to be I also want to be assertive. And I don't want to sacrifice my assertiveness to be humble. And those two can coexist. You can be assertive and you can communicate clearly about what you want. You can communicate clearly about um, you know what, what, what your thoughts are and feelings are in a respectful manner that is also humble. Being humble is listening to others' opinions, listening, uh, value, you know, understanding that they are worth something too. But you can be assertive and also humble at the same time. And I think that humble leaders are really the ones that, that uh, do well and that we should admire. Uh, I, I have a story here that's kind of cool. This is um, something that should be in like a, one of those romance uh, Hallmark channels. Maybe they could make a Christmas movie. Christmas Hallmark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so My wife would watch it. Yeah, exactly. So this one... Uh, Samuel Morse, that my name might sound familiar to you, or at least the last name, uh, was born a preacher's, into a preacher's home in New England just two years after George Washington was elected the first president of the United States. Uh, interesting, we talked about George Washington yep. before and how he was almost made king, but uh, that was cool. Uh, but he was humble enough to say, That's right. That's not what we, that's, that's not, not what we're we're we, we, just, we just fought to get away from that. We yep. don't want that. Good man. Uh, then he said, it says, after finishing his education at Yale, he went to England to hone his painting skill. Uh, upon returning to America, he was recognized as a gifted artist and was soon in much demand. Morse's first wife died while he was away from home painting in Washington, D.C. He did not receive the news until it was too late. In his heartbreak, he turned away from painting and began trying to develop a means of rapid communication over great distances. This eventually led to his discovery of the telegraph. Despite his fame and many honors that came his way, Morse wasn't proud or boastful. In a letter to his second wife, he wrote, and I really like this quote, The more I contemplate this great undertaking, the more I feel my own littleness, and more, and the more I perceive the hand of God in it, and how he has assigned to various persons their duties. He being the great controller all others his honored instruments. Hence our dependence, first of all, on God, then on each other. And I think that as a perfect example, almost the definition of humility, first leaning on God, trusting in God. And, and he said, and I think that's so cool because the invention of, of the telegraph, Morse code, uh, which is after his name, 
is was revolutionary that com- type of communication and that was a spark that ch- changed the world and so you know him realizing that uh, his small place in all this and that he felt that God was directing him to to do these great things and that he was an instrument in those hands I think that's so cool and I, I think that that's kind of like I'm like well I, I hope that I can find what my great duty is uh, so that I can be uh, that instrument in God's hands too. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think just recognizing that and um, you know, I, I think it's okay to be a celebrity or it's okay to be really well known and things like that. But, you know, from at least I'm not, you know, a celebrity yet. We're not celebrities <laughs> not yet. yet. Um but By the way, the, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, subscribe, like our videos, like share it, please. Um, <laughs> but you, you can, you. There are some people that are just more humble than others um, in 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 their interactions with with people that they don't like. Keanu Reeves. Have you ever seen Keanu Reeves on like the bus? Like he's like yeah, or he's, he's riding like, riding the metro. I mean, he's giving up his seat to people. You know, yeah. he seems like a very down to earth person. Yeah, for what, sure. One other quote I, I had here. Uh, this was from a guy named Doctor Brangle. Uh, he was one of the early Salvation Army guys uh, that w- ran that uh, just part of his quote here I, I liked what he said because it was along the same lines he said the axe cannot boast of the trees it has cut down it could do nothing but for the woodsman he made it he sharpened it and he used it the moment he throws it aside it becomes old and irony it becomes only old iron oh that I may never lose sight of this he's talking about that in, in the reference of God using us as instruments in his hands. Kind of reminds me of, was it, a Thor in the last uh, Endgame where he's like, who killed Thanos? And then the guy's like, uh, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Like, well, who was swinging yeah, Stormbreaker? Was, <laughs> yeah, his, his axe. So it's, it's kind of the same thing, you know? It's like being humble is, is being that axe in the hands of God to do the great works and, and, and recognizing his hand in all things. Yeah. My last uh, example is I'd be I'd be remiss to to not mention um, we talked about experiences and stories about humility uh, the the life of Christ and his his humility and there there's countless stories in the scriptures about his experiences but I mean he he walked with the poor and he he fed the poor and he uh, he talked in in in, in uh, conversated and, and, and worked with the lepers who were completely outcast. shunned from society and outcast and and all of the the to dos and the the, Faduc- the the Sadducees and the Pharisees they were uh, you know how how dare you intermingle with these dirty dirty people yeah. and these sinners and he he truly understood not only his worth but he understood their worth yeah. and he wanted to to bring them up. He wanted them to succeed. Um, so that was, yeah, I think the ultimate expression of that is when he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he said, uh, you know, pass for me this cup, but not my will, but thine be done. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was ultimately at the most painful point in his entire life, uh, subservient and he was obedient to the father. And that was, uh, you know, such an ad, that, that attribute of Christ is so important that uh, I, I see that as such a strength and not any weakness in any in any regard. Yeah. 
So how can we be humble? How can we be humble? So we learned about what it was, talked about some experiences. We talked about a little bit about how we be humble. You talked about service. Yeah, we did. That we, was a major one. Yep. Uh, I also think we should ahead. pray for it. You also mentioned that. Pray for it. Pray for humility. Pray that we can be humble. Either you can pray to be humble or God will humble you. Actually. And it's easier to do the former. Well, I have something to confess. I tried... I try not to pray for humility because I feel like if I pray for humility, then the Lord is going to give me an opportunity to be humble. I don't know if I, I don't know if I really want that. Um, I mean, that's, can, that's kind of a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> joke, but but a lot of times I do. It's just kind of like you know, or I mean, help me to understand you know humility and to raise others up. Yeah, um, is big. So I had I had a couple quotes, um, uh, and, and I'm just going to read some of these because because I don't want to to paraphrase too much of it. But there was a a discourse uh, or or a talk a speech given um, by Stephen Snow, and um, he said, "As we raise our children, we need to help them remain humble as they mature into adulthood. We do we do not do this by breaking their spirit." through unkindness or by being too harsh in our discipline while nurturing their self-confidence and self-esteem as we're talking about you know we don't want them to be low self-esteem by nurturing their self-confidence and self-esteem we need to teach them the qualities of selflessness kindness obedience lack of pride civility and unpretentiousness so those are kind of the the things that we need to teach our kids to have self-confidence and, and self-esteem, but we also need to teach them those things of selflessness and kindness, obedience, lack of pride, and talk about those things. Civility, what does it mean to be uh, you know civil to someone else? Especially someone that disagrees with you. Yeah, 100%. And so he um, says we need them to learn to take joy in the success of siblings and friends. Because uh, at that point, you know, what what do kids know except for their siblings, their friends, their yeah. cousins, their family? Uh, it's good. I like we that. need to teach them to, to, to find success in other people's, or find, uh, find joy in other people's success as well. Um, and don't take it as a threat to their own. Self. Yeah, you know, and, and that's hard to do sometimes, especially, you know, if there's, there are two people at work going up for the same promotion, there's only one job, I want it. Yeah. I want the promotion, but then it, it's kind of hard if, if, you know, to say, oh, well, I want this other guy to succeed too if he's going to the same thing. Or in sports, in competition, you say, oh, well, I want the other guy. Well, I don't want him to succeed because yeah. I want to win the game. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a balance in all things. We kind of talked about that earlier. There's a balance. Yeah. And and you can still want to win the game, but you can still, you know, want the other person to be successful and, and, yeah. and healthy and everything else. Um, the, the last part of this quote uh, I, I thought was really powerful, and then I'll uh, turn it over. But uh, President um, Howard W. Hunter, who, who was the, the president of, of the church at a specific time, taught that our genuine concern should be for the success of others. If not, our children can become obsessed with self-promotion and outdoing others, jealousy and and resentment for the triumphs of their peers. I am grateful for a mother who, when seeing I was becoming too full of myself as a boy, she would say, son, a little bit of humility right now would go a long way. Yeah. Um, so just kind of teaching ourselves, you know, we're talking about children here and how to teach children. Yeah. But, I mean, aren't 
we're all at stages of learning, and I think yeah. we can adopt any of these for our own lives. One thing that I, uh, that's excellent, I, I really like that. I was researching a little bit, and I found that there's actually been studies done, scientific studies done, about the effects of gratitude and humility. And those two are actually mutually reinforcing uh, each other. One study showed that when, when participants wrote letters of gratitude, uh, it, uh, they saw subsequent increases in humility. And also vice versa, that when people uh, were humble uh, they on a day, they could project that the next day that person would be more grateful. And, um, and so we, we've talked about gratitude, attitude of gratitude, and we've talked about uh, humility now and how one of the quotes that I found that was I really liked would said that uh, those two are twin characteristics of happiness and that they feed off of each other. If you are humble then you're going to be grateful. If you're grateful, then you're going to realize the worth of others and you're going to be humble. So those two, uh, that's why we, that's why uh, in our uh, 2021 reset challenge, wellness challenge, we challenged everybody to do a gratitude journal. Yeah. And that will help you be humble and that will help you be grateful. And that is the twin characteristics of happiness. We're peddling happiness here, people. We don't. We only want you to be happy. And Tell your friends. Yeah, but we're trying to be happy too. And like, you know, I, I've been doing my gratitude journal every single day this, yeah. this year. I've I've done perfect on my challenge this year. Um, so well, we're two weeks in at this point. But you know, pound my chest. Well, technically, awesome. it was released last week, so we're only one weekend. But that's fine. Yeah, but we've we've been we we got the early <laughs> early scoop. Yeah, but. Uh, Anyway, that's so important, and uh, if you're humble, you'll get a twofer there, and you'll also be more gracious as well. Yeah. Um, last uh, kind of topic from that same um, uh, talk I was I was mentioning earlier um, says that think of all the heartache that can be avoided by humbling yourself to say, "I'm sorry, that was inconsiderate of me." What would you like to do? I was just I was just thinking or I'm very proud of you. If these phrases were humbly used, there would be much less contention and more peace in our homes. Um, you know, not that you know, I I I always hate the the phrase like, oh, you know, just be the bigger man and and uh or or be the bigger woman and just just say I'm sorry. It's like, mm-hmm. well, but what if I'm not the one that's wrong? But in every situation it, it's not always right and wrong. I mean, sometimes both of you are right in, in, in an argument or a conversation. Maybe you're just misunderstanding each other. And so just to kind of eliminate that and say, you know what, I'm sorry, or that was a dumb thing to say, or whatever else. It's yeah. kind of bite the bullet. And, and That's one thing that mom said. Like She's like, one way to always resolve an argument is to say, you're probably right. Because you're not admitting that, you're not admitting guilt. Yeah. You're not admitting that they're right, but you're not, and you're not admitting that you're wrong. You're just like kind of ending the conversation. It was in uh, 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 Megamind. He goes, he goes, you were right, and I was less right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like his apology. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was important. Yeah, that, that can drive kind of like you said, peace and and joy in our homes, uh, with our within our marriages, within our friendships, our relationships. Um, and, uh, with, with our kids, our children. So, yeah. Well, we, one thing we like to do is we'd like to, uh, create quotes, uh, 
uh, from us. Uh, one day we're going to maybe get a quote book that we should sell. Uh, Ethan and Jared quotes. Yeah, wise words. Br- wise words from the Brothers Creed. Uh, so here's mine about humility. Humility is the doorway and pride is the door. By removing pride or opening that door, uh, great pearls of wisdom will enter your life by the mouth of others and by the mouth of God. The more you can get that door out of the way, the more blessings and wisdom can enter your life. I like it. I like the analogy of the door and kind of getting it out of the way. and Open that door wide yeah. open and then just receive as much wisdom as you can. That yeah. pride is blocking everything. I like it. And that's kind of like the, the humility leads to learning Yep, philosophy. So mine was... Uh, I, I, I was just going back and kind of reading mine and I don't want to say it's morbid, but maybe it's more of a warning. Um, and this is maybe driven by past experiences, but it's, but, but I came up with the quote of, uh, when there is a lack of humility, it can lead to pride and judgment. This can lead to anger and destruction of relationships. Yeah. And like we talked about before, you know, being humble can, increase joy and it can build those relationships and peace within our homes and our, in our relationships. Um, but the lack of that can, can lead to anger and the destruction of the relationships that we have. And who are we without relationships? I mean, human beings are, are nothing without forming bonds and in, in relationships with other people. Yep. Man was not meant to be alone. Yeah, I agree. And, and what, whether that's family or friends or coworkers or a boss or whatever it may be, this fits into every situation. We want to have healthy relationships and humility is, is the key to a healthy relationship. This has been great, man. Yeah. This has been a really good one. I think this is such a good, I just need to absorb all this part. Listen to this episode again, just absorb everything because it's so great. Lots of good nuggets of wisdom shared here. But uh, so uh, if you're 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 listening to us, thank you for for sticking it out with us. Um, like uh, the video, give us a rating. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hello and um, subscribe to the channel. Yeah, also subscribe to the the podcast. We're not just saying that to follow us, but also if you subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts, you actually get to see the episodes right when they're posted. We, yeah. we usually post Wednesday nights at about nine o'clock, eight thirty. And so um, I can yeah, see you'll him, get to see him right away. I versus, can see him get to see him right away. Whereas heck, I, I, we posted one and I sent it to a buddy and he didn't even see it like the next day at like four or five o'clock. And then he hit the subscribe button and it immediately showed it up. So uh, if you subscribe, you'll see it sooner and uh, you'll be able to just devour all of our content. Yeah. Well, so. we, we appreciate your time and, uh, and listening with us and supportive of everyone out there. And uh, let's all, See if we can't be be more humble and, and, and create stronger relationships and and build that creed together. All right, let's do it.